everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. And we're talking about music, as we are wont to do, as this is a music discussion podcast. Shit, dude, I feel like you said that exact same thing on another episode. The, the Pro- Probably. The, as we are wont to do. Like, I feel deja vu right now. Well, maybe maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I guess someone can fact check us, but nobody listens, so they won't. <laughs> I'm not going to so, do it, so... Yeah, exactly, in your face. Anyways, uh, this past week, we listened to Sean Lee's Ping Pong Orchestra, his album Voices and Choices, and uh, we're going to be talking about it today, because that's, that's a, again, what we are wont to do. Oh, shit. Now, now you can really have deja vu. Hell yeah. Even I, don't, I don't know if that happens in such a quick term. I don't think it but, does. I think like the amount of time that you deja vu is like 90 seconds, and we haven't even been going for 90 seconds yet. So, Well, now we have, at least the recording has. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're talking about Sean Lee's Ping Pong Orchestra. I picked this album, Voices and Choices, because last week we listened to The Fishman's Long Season, and there was some, some like instrumentation and stuff that really reminded me of Sean Lee's style or tones that he gets from a lot of his instruments. Speaking of which, uh, last week we kind of rambled on a bit at the end of the episode, trying to fill some space and just, you know, having a casual conversation about experimental music and, and labels and, and shit like that. So uh, I'm planning on releasing it this Wednesday, which for everyone listening is last Wednesday. So it should, should already be out. So if you want to listen to just us rambling about no album in specific, just talking about music, then there, there should be a snippet upload. I say snippet, it's like 20 minutes probably. But there, there's a section, a, a bonus episode, if you will, uh, an excerpt from last week's episode. That's just the good stuff if you don't really care about Fishman's or don't want to listen to Fishman's or listen to us talk about Fishman's. So that's fun. Maybe we'll do some more of that stuff if we ramble uh, further and further. But uh, Shongling's Lee's... Shongling's? Wow. <laughs> My tongue's working faster than my brain or something. Sean Lee's Ping Pong Orchestra. Uh, I actually heard of this album because of Borderlands. Oh, shit. What? Yeah, I don't know. Have you played Tales from the Borderlands? I mean, I have, but I don't... I they, have good, like... they have good fucking music in that game. Does and he, uh, one of the songs him? one of the songs in the game uh, are on this album. And I will discuss that when we get there, but that's, that's kind of, that's where I heard of Sean Lee. And I, I like, I heard it in game. I'm like, I really like that song. I'm going to look it up, found this album. And that was probably, gosh, when did tales come out? I feel like tales came out in like 2014. Yeah, it was. was... So it's been, it's been a bit. And this, this album hasn't been something that I've listened to a lot, especially not as a full album. Yeah. Uh, But I, I do really like the song that is in the game. And I listen to that song. I wouldn't say on a regular basis, but it's it's in my my library of musical knowledge and and taste and stuff. So that's that. Well, sweet man, that's pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. For those that don't know, Borderlands is uh, probably the 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 biggest shared interest that Joey and I have apart from music. Yeah, and, and we play that's, a lot that's of the game that we that we play a lot. So much. So much, way too much. But anyways, uh, this album art, it's kind of kind of uh, dated, I guess. It looks it's it's like a, a yellow, a pale yellow background that looks like it's maybe on like some cardstock. It's kind of textured a little bit, but it's got uh, some some graphics. I don't really know how to describe what's happening, but you see, I'm assuming it's Sean Lee's face. I didn't yeah. look into it. His eyes are closed down at the bottom, and the words "voices and choices" kind of waving out of his mouth, and around his head is a series of images uh, <laughs> that are all pointing towards his, his brain. Like they're going into his brain kind of a thing. And they're, they're labeled a through F where there's a hamburger or a cheeseburger, I guess I should say a French horn, uh, a silhouette of uh, a presumably naked lady. In it's heels. like the trucker lady that you see on like the mud yeah, flaps of like yeah. trucks. Yeah. I'm sure there's a name for that and we just don't know it. Or at least yeah, I don't know it. I don't know it. Uh, and then there's like some, little uh, synthesizer organ looking kind of deal. There's like a cello or maybe it's a violin. It's kind of hard to tell the scale. <laughs> it's got four strings. I don't know if it, I, I don't know my instruments. Cellos have four strings. Know. I think all okay. of those like stringed instruments have four strings. Cool. And then there's like a, a tambourine or a drum and a tambourine. I can't really 
can't figure it out. Some sort of percussive stuff, but yeah, it's kind of kind of an interesting album art. Yeah, it looks kind of. It's got like these graphics around his head too that kind of look like giant headphones or like they're an extension of his, like his brain waves or something. Yeah, so it, it kind of gives you the idea that he's like absorbing these icons into into his like frequencies, you know, <laughs> <In> his aura. <laughs> if we're gonna go that way. Oh shit. Uh, we've been rambling too long. Let's go ahead and get into this album. Sure, uh, the first track is aptly named Intro. Yeah, dude. It's And it's, let me tell you, it's a fucking <laughs> intro. It is an intro. It's pretty short. Yeah. 35 seconds. Boom. Boom. I'm glad you had that up. I started to pull it up. I'm like, I should have had this prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always prepared, except for when I'm not. Yeah, but, uh, 100% of the time. When you're prepared, you're prepared. It's it's pretty just bouncy. Like, he's just playing the same note over and over again. Like, just short, yeah. short notes. Very staccato. Yeah. yeah. Staccato, that's the word I could not, <laughs> for the life of me, think of. But, yeah. I, I used that word a few times in my notes. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's a little taste. Gets yeah, you it's ready. Just, it, I mean, it's an intro. It's, it's what it is. It, it gets kind of ominous with some of the horns, and there's, like, some dissonant keys that he likes to play with. But yeah, pretty short. There's not a lot to it. So we're going to go on to the next track, Song for David. And this is where I'm going to ask you, what was your impression of the the start of this album? Well, okay. So this song, I I didn't know what to expect because, I don't know, I'd never heard of Sean Lee or his ping pong orchestra. And so it just starts off with just crashing thunder. And I think that kind of set the tone for me because the way I described the song was like a slow, groovy sail through a sea of style. <laughs> nice. And it was I like that tagline. Yeah, like it was just super cool. There's just like a funky bass solo going on about halfway through it. And then the drums kind of drop out and bring in this cool little piano line. And uh, yeah. like, I don't I think it's a, an effect on the guitar that makes it sound like a sitar. But yeah, maybe. Uh, I just, I like that sound. I really like that sound. And it's something he uses like kind of Eastern sounds throughout the album. And yeah. I like whenever that gets blended into stuff like this, this has a very, the- I don't want to say theatrical, I guess more a- atmospheric vibe yeah. to a lot of the songs on this album. And this one, I feel like did a good job of setting the tone for that because I don't yes. know. I listen to a lot of soundtracks of especially like Ennio Morricone, and I hear some of that in, yep. uh, in this. Like, yeah, not, that's not what I was like going to say. You mentioned that there's a lot of like Eastern-sounding instruments, and he uses them to play what, in my mind, is more of a Western, kind of, like American Western, like cowboyish kind yeah, of Yeah, like music, which is, in... is it's using Eastern instruments to play Western music. It's just kind of a fun uh, combination, I guess. I agree. I really like it. And yeah, I'm, I mean, not to give it all away too much, but I, I definitely like this. So <laughs> cool. That, that's good. I, this, uh, also for context, I guess, before I say what I was about to say, uh, I'm assuming you looked into this a little bit, or I think I mentioned it last week that Sean Lee has been involved in writing a number of soundtracks. Oh my God. For, yeah. For TV shows and movies and, and games video and games. Like that. He, yeah. he wrote the soundtrack for bully, which yep. was, uh, one of my favorite I never games. Played that. I never played that game and I always wanted to. Oh, it's such a good game. It's one of the first huge games that I fully completed, which I just spent so much time on it. It was it's just a really fun game. Well, hell yeah. So that's a cool tie-in. Uh but yeah, so this this song and a few other songs on this album, uh, they have this kind of sixties vibe to mm-hmm. them, like this a sixties TV kind of thing. So it in my mind especially in this track with the, the thunder effects, it always makes me think I'm watching Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like kind of groovy bass lines kind of going in the background. It's very atmospheric, like you described. But there's something about it that just always makes me feel like I'm, I'm watching an episode of Scooby-Doo without the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't, I, I don't know why I kind of just assumed there would be vocals, but given yeah. the style of music, I'm actually he does use vocals sometimes. Like there's a few songs that have vocals. Right. And uh, I like how he uses them. And I like that he doesn't use them on every track. I like that a lot of them are instrumentals. Yeah. It's definitely like him showing 
what he's comfortable and good at doing with kind of the soundtracky stuff, but also kind of blending it into what you expect a music album to be. Yeah. Kind of thing, which is fun. Yeah. And uh, an extension of that fun is this, this next track. I couldn't segue. I've, we, I've abandoned segues for 2021, I guess. Hey, cool. Uh, fine. I guess it doesn't matter because last episode there was no track <laughs> listing and now I'm just out of the flow. Track number three is Tense Bassa, uh, which I think is a very uh, descriptive name yeah. for the track. It's got a very rhythmic bass line. Uh, it's it's a, got still more of those like movie or TV soundtrack vibes, which is going to be kind of a recurring theme because that's what he does. Uh, but it, I also noted... On this one more specifically, it sounds like there's a, a sh- some sort of like Eastern string instrument, like a shamisen or something, or like you mentioned, maybe a, a guitar effect that makes it sound like it. And there's some flutes that kind of lend itself to that Eastern sound, despite being more of a Western kind of arrangement, I guess. This one, it felt like a spy movie to me, yeah. like a scene in the spy movie where the protagonist is sneaking around the enemy base kind of a deal. Uh, and at the very end of it, there's like this descending little three note run uh, that made me think that maybe he was spotted or he's been found out and that, then it just cuts off. Yeah, like, I definitely got the spy movie. I put it down as, like, a spy, a 70s, specifically, like, 70s spy yeah, movie. like an old James Bond. Yeah, or, like, you're going to, like, some the down to the docks where the bad guy's keeping his stuff and he's like, ooh looking around, yeah. hiding behind crates and boxes. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I don't know. This, this whole album just evokes such like vivid imagery. It's like each of the songs are little, like three to four minute movies that play in your head whenever you hear them. Yeah. Like, just little scenes, little snippets. Yeah. And uh, some grand picture that I, I don't think is necessarily related. I, I'm not going to say that these songs, like that this is a concept album kind of mm-hmm. a deal. Because I don't think there's like a through line through. I, d- I didn't try to piece together a full story. I guess is what I'm getting at with I didn't the different either. scenes. So it's... they're just kind of fun little little soundscapes. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this one has at least some vocal stylings. I guess I would say. Yeah. It, there's no like words or anything, but it's got right. some cool like humming and some like not quite ma- maniacal laughter, but. It's got yeah. some like some kind of I guess creepy laughter or something cackly. going on, cackly yeah. laughter. Yeah, there we go, going on in the back. And uh, yeah, yeah, he does he does that a bit throughout the album. Like you said, there's not a lot of true vocals. I suppose there's not lyrics for a lot of the tracks on these albums, but he does sprinkle in vocal elements and uses them as another instrument to kind of fill out a lot of the songs on the album. Should I try to guess which song was on? Uh... The I mean, you're, you're right. Okay. You're, you're correct. In the <laughs> that the, the next track, Kiss the Sky, uh, was in Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. And this song, like, I, I, the second I heard it, I was like, I had remembered you saying you weren't super familiar. You'd heard like a song off of it or you had right. listened to it. I was like, this is the song that he <laughs> yeah. heard. This has to 100%. be. 100%. <laughs> and it is. I, mean, I like, I've, I've listened to this album prior, yeah. but never really like in, in depth and never really kept it in rotation or whatever. But this song specifically, like a, because it's a fucking good song, but yeah. B also because it was kind of my introduction and it's in tales from the borderlands, which again is a huge franchise for, for both of us. And it just kind of has that memory. I think they, they have, Borderlands series, just to kind of sidebar, has a really good selection of licensed music in all of their games, I think, for for their intros, for their end credits. Except for maybe Borderlands 3. I mean, it won't... But we, we, we won't get into that, because we, we, don't, want that. we don't want this to be a five-hour long... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, so the song, it, it was in Tales from the Borderlands, and it's just it's got such a fucking good groove. I love it. It's got a bit of a, a hip-hoppy beat. It still has some some of those staccato stringed instrument kind of deals. There's a vibraphone yeah. layered under the bass line that's kind of mimicking it. It's got like a a layered vocal choir on the chorus, which gives it a very like big and open feeling. And it just I don't know, it's fucking great. Yeah, like the just the whole feel of this song kind of hit me out of left field after the first two songs. Yeah, and it just comes in with like I guess that yeah like whatever that not a harpsichord i guess it's a vibraphone or whatever that it starts off with that uh i don't know it's just like a cool 
kind of oldie piano sounding. Yeah, I think, I think harpsichords were a pretty good Harp, descriptor. Yeah, it sounds like that. And I fucking love harpsichord. It's just like such a cool sound to me. And then right. whenever the drum comes in, it does, it sounds like one of those older hip hop beats that like from like the late nineties that you'd hear like the people being like, that was back whenever hip hop yeah. was good. It's, it's old school hip hop, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, it's just got these awesome vocals that they put this like watery effect on them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just sounds really cool. It's, it's a fucking jam. It's a bop. Yeah. The, the post chorus section really, really fucking gets me. Like it after, I think it's the first chorus. It like everything kind of drips out and it's just the bass and the vibraphone and the string section over the drums, which I guess isn't really a lot of things, but I mean, it is a lot of things getting filtered out because the chorus is kind of big mm-hmm. and stuff, but then it kind of adds in the main melody and then like a counter melody. And then there's like a quick vocal sample of the chorus. And then it starts into to verse two with, like you said, those, those watery vocals. I just like the, the kind of transition period there. I think it's, it's really nice. And then the song rides out and it's very smooth and nice. And it's just, I love it. Yeah, and I really like like the drum breaks that kind of come through. Because, I mean, it has yeah. kind of a background drum to start off with that kind of just fits into the beat. But then there will be yep. times where it comes to the forefront and it has, like, like you hear, like, the Amen break or something that's so iconic in hip-hop. Like, that isn't right. this, but it has, like, a similar feel to it whenever it comes forward. And it's just yeah. it just sounds really cool. Yeah, and I'm glad that that, like, I'm glad that you noticed that because... I felt in a lot of this, I mean, it's, it's background music for a lot of it. It's a lot of like atmospheric soundtracky kind of stuff. And as such, the drummer doesn't get a lot of time to shine in the light, but when he does, he shows his chops and he, he does it well. And he doesn't like, he doesn't sack hill it. But he, <laughs> he, he gets to show off in a few songs, and yeah. especially in some of those fills and stuff. And it's, it's refreshing for, for me as it someone who listens is. to a lot of drums. Honestly, I heard like the drums are one of the things that, as background as they kind of stay in a lot of the album they kind of right. put it to the forefront for me like i really like the drums on this album because of how well they're used when they are actually utilized and right. they kind of just keep everything together all the other times fuck yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited and ecstatic that, that you <laughs> feel that way because it's also how i feel lyrically this song because it has lyrics uh, is it seemed to me that it's about how we're all going to die and kind of encouraging people to turn that fear into some sort of energy to share our love and to live our life to the fullest where it's kind of like acknowledging like, look, we can't stop people from dying. We're all going to fucking die, but we can make the most of the time that we do have and use it for good. Yeah. It's kind of a nice message. Yeah. It is a nice message because that's totally how it is. You can't, uh, you can't stop the things that are inevitable. So not necessarily. By definition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not necessarily don't worry about them at all, I guess, but don't keep that worry from uh, letting Control, you do yeah. good things in your life. It's just nice. Yeah. But, and then, you know, if you. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's trying to salvage it and bring, bring the segue back. Nah. I'll just I'll just leave it for this one because I don't know what I was gonna do. Well, except- I mean, if that if that was the fourth track, and it was pretty like upbeat, and you wanted to have some sort of shift in the album, maybe you'd want to bring in some sort of fiendish fifth track. Yeah, a, a very fiendish fifth, like this fifth track that is called the fiendish fiendish fifth. <laughs> the fiendish fifth. <laughs> I can't uh, talk. Fifth. Yeah, it's we're drunk tonight. We're not. We're not actually drunk. I'm no, not drunk. I'm not. Okay, well, we're, we're just bad at, at the English language. We're just bad at doing the thing that we're literally have been doing for, for a whole year at this point. Almost, yeah, we've been almost doing this shit for a year. But yeah, Fiendish Fifth, number five. Take it away, Joey. Okay, like, I'll take it I feel it like away. I talked too much on the last one. Nah, nah, man. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, this one, it's got like a mysterious feel starting off. It's got like this bassy, watery synth tone that kind of climbs up it's not necessarily like a walking bass tone going up but it it gravitates upward i guess i yeah. would say and uh then some keys come in add add to the mystery some some strings come in and give it like mm-hmm. almost like a villainous tone like a villain yeah. is introduced into this 
thematic little play thing. But uh, the strings, they don't really sh- stay around too long. Like, they kind of just come in and out. Like, yeah, like they're kind of used for emphasis. Yeah, like maybe the villain, they're, they're cutting to him or something. And it's like, this is the guy. But I don't know why I'm trying to give it some sort of story. But it's, No, I mean, I, it works. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they all just kind of have, like, a soundtrack quality to them. So, like, in my head, instantly. Yeah, it makes I, sense. Yeah, I can't hear the song and not think of it, I guess. Yeah, this one, again, made me think that I was watching another episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I think it's, that's the last, the, the only other time that I mentioned Scooby-Doo specifically, but a lot of them have this kind of like air of mystery. And again, it's this kind of like sixties groove for a lot of it. So that's where my mind goes. Yeah. And there's like some pretty cool guitar soloing at the end and bass. So like, there's a lot of funky ass bass in this, on yeah. this album. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just super cool. It's I like funk. I like I like funky guitar, and uh, I like the way the keys are. Like they get like a little keyboard solo dude at the end. Yeah, like the the last part of the song just kind of like gives each instrument a little bit of time to take the front, and the drummer doesn't really do anything with it. Strangely, like there, it everything cuts out and it's just the drums at some point, I think. But he doesn't really like use that as a soloing piece. He just kind of like lets the the beat kind of ride which is is it's, it's a nice uh phase i guess kind of like a transitional period that leads into the bass solo yeah and then the solo and stuff like that yeah that's the, like if there's one thing i think drums not saying that drummers shouldn't take like fills or solos or stuff but i think to me drums are cool enough that you can just kind of lower the rest of the instruments and just leave like the normal drum beat and it just right. sounds cool if you just listen to it on its own i agree man that's why i'm a fucking drummer <laughs> it's easy to sound cool <laughs> oh shit maybe much easier. Drums. yeah it's much easier than playing guitar yeah because well it's much easier to sound cool on drums than it is to sound cool on guitar i should say yeah i've been playing guitar for a long time and uh, I definitely don't sound cool. So. <laughs> you sound cool to me, Joey, even though I've not listened to you play guitar since we worked at Pizza Place. So, <laughs> Did I did I bring a guitar into Pizza yeah. Place? Yeah, you did. Uh, one, one night, I think it was me, you, and Levi, and maybe Tori. Was I, I that you. guy? Yeah, you were. Oh my god, I was you, that you guy. You sat out back and you, you, played, you played some guitar. I totally did! I remember it now. <laughs> I like you some sort of some sort of famous songwriter like Jesus. Francois Hardy. Oh my god. Francois Hardy, yeah, right. If only I could make it to that prestige. <laughs> <laughs> Track number six. Francois Hardy. See how I diverted? We started to derail. <laughs> Back on track. Oh god. <laughs> Track number six, Francois Hardy. Francois Hardy. Yeah. That's how <laughs> you say from, it. From my American tongue. <laughs> Oh, I really shit. like the drums on this one. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty much identical to 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting, like almost like exactly the same. But uh, I like it. It's a cool drum pattern. Yeah. It's got some some lovely strings that are kind of offset by the, the guitar melody and some soft-spoken French lyrics and, and then sung French lyrics. I couldn't find the lyrics for this song online anywhere, and I was kind of curious how much you were able to pick up since you were at least somewhat learned in, in French. So uh, the, the only thing I will say is that I, I Googled Francois Hardy and she was a singer in the sixties. So I'm assuming that the song is about her. <laughs> well, okay. So these are not, I can't guarantee that this right. is correct, but right. <laughs> um, the, the chorus where you saying we're, like, get, we're getting the Google translate version. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I heard stuff and I picked up on stuff and then I, I ran what I thought I heard through Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Because, Anyways. uh, but okay, so like the the kind of chorus part, he's saying like "Je ne m'appelle pas Francois Hardy," which means my name is not Francois Hardy. <laughs> okay, but, or like I am not Francois Hardy. Right. And then after that, uh, he says, je suis something, but I couldn't, which means I am something. I couldn't, I couldn't understand what the next word was. But then he says, 
hey, Jim, Jim Appel, Sean Lee. So my name is Sean Lee. So I'm something okay. and my name is Sean Lee. Gotcha. So, so he's saying that he, he might, he might not be Francois Hardy. Yeah. But, but he is who he is. Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of like that. He also starts off and this once again, it might not be right. So uh, <laughs> we're going to run with it. We're going to assume that it's the truth because we have no better alternatives. I'm going to drop the French now and just read <laughs> what. So I think the first three lines of this song are my hair is long or like I have long hair. Right. And then it's too long, I think is the second one. Okay. Or, like, or like, I think it's too long or something. And then the third one is uh, I'm going to cut them or I'm, I'm going to have to cut it or something like that so like he's saying and i guess that's the reason he's not francois hardy but so that's the opening verse the second verse gets really fucking weird like it's (laughs) it's very bleak so the next three lines after in the second verse from the deep back of space our universe is awful there are no more (laughs) emergency exits the nature spits us it's our turn what the fuck <laughs> what is the song uh yeah yeah it's uh I, I, sorry i'm trying to process everything you've, you've just dropped on me <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's just i wasn't expecting it at all yeah and yeah that's it's i'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna need time it's cool I, I can't I, I don't want to hold up the podcast because i'm trying to process this this <laughs> obscure abstract knowledge that you've dropped on me with there being no emergency exits uh, from the universe. <laughs> but, you know... That's... No, it's it's definitely what... Like, I really like the song. It is very... Hearing... Finding out what I think... I presume the lyrics to be... Right. Uh, Could be completely wrong. Yeah. But, but you know, that's that's fine. That's, that's part of... <laughs> it's part of life. And, you know... Wrong sometimes. If... No shit, I, I can't took do too it. Long. I took too long. Too hesitated, dude. We're teetering, you know teetering the... on the edge of a rope, and and below you was a pane of glass, and you didn't want to fall on it, like and you're performing some sort of glass act. Glass act is the <laughs> next track on the album. See, before before we get into that, I think my issue yeah. is I'm with segueing. No, with everything, with life, <laughs> with life, not just the English language. Yeah, is. Uh... Yeah. My brain is too slow. <laughs> like this is this this is an issue I have when I'm just speaking to people. Like I I've been told that I just kind of stare blankly. Yeah. And I've learned to get over the uncomfortableness of doing that. And it's because but, but my, nobody else has. Nobody else has, <laughs> no. I just so I just kind of stare at people while I'm trying to think of what to say. You, you gotta like, phrase it in a more positive light. It's not that your brain is slow. It's that you're very methodical and you you choose your words very carefully. Well, see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if that's the case. Okay, that's that's your excuse. I'll I'll go back to that excuse because I used to use that excuse until yeah. I was like, "What am I doing?" Until you now? decided to stop lying to everybody, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it is what it is, man. Glass Act, track number seven. I'm not sure if it's a play on Class Act or if it if it's just. Like, just a glass I, act. I feel like it has to be, but there's also the sounds of like breaking glass in this song. So yeah, so it's literal glass. It's got a kick-heavy drum pattern on this one with some rim hits, which is kind of kind of good and cool. It's got some bongos. It's very percussive. Yeah. Uh, overall, it's got some dissonant, echoey pan- piano, pano, <laughs> pia, pian, piano. Pian. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to reproduce what it doesn't matter. Uh, it sets up this kind of like creepy atmospheric song like you would expect. And then this funky ass bass comes in Hell yeah. followed by some more like choral singing and stuff. And it's just, ugh, the bass is fucking kills it on this track. And I love it. Yeah. The bass, like just a funky ass ba- bass solo. And not to say that I expect that out of every song at this point, but uh, I definitely have come to. At Except least, that the bass ex- is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Just, I'm always going to hear some funky bass. And yeah. uh, it's got like at the at the more beginning, I guess, of this song, it's got like some kind of '80s sounding, like a horror movie keyboard 
not like it's mm-hmm. playing something that sounds like it's out of a horror movie, but it's got that same tone. Right. That very it's kind of dissonant. Yeah. Or, or detuned or whatever. Yeah. And I like that. And it's super cool. And also, like you said, the drums, they're very kick heavy. Makes it sound super cool. Because so, drums are cool, guys. Drums are just, that's, I feel like I shouldn't say that as much as I do. Or as much as I am. You absolutely should. Hey, yeah. if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out what instrument you want to play, play drums. You know, can pick pick up some goddamn drumsticks. Do it actually, because I feel like drums are probably one of the the hardest things. Like if you're joining a band, the guitar player can kind of just switch over to bass. Not, and that's not a dig at bass players or guitar <laughs> players. I'm just saying they are somewhat similar instruments. That if you need oh, to fill, definitely like similar if, instruments. Yeah, like if you need to. The, the roles that they play in the music are not really similar, but if right. if you need somebody to f- fill that space, you can hand it to a guitar yeah, player. If, if you're proficient stuff. in guitar, then you will also be proficient at bass, or at, at least be, be able to perform Yeah, at, at a certain standard. Yeah, and there's no substitute for that for drums. I feel like if, if, if you're a drummer looking a for drummer. a band, you're probably... Yeah. <laughs> If, if you're a drummer looking for a band, you're probably going to have an easier time than like a guitar player or a bass player or a singer looking for a band. That's true. Plus, I mean, it's fun as hell to play the drums, beat the shit out of some fucking big old tubs and <laughs> call it a day. Hell yeah. Uh, Track number eight. Yeah, Percolator. <laughs> percolator. Per- percolator. Per- not Percolator. It's, it's weird because, so like, Percolator is spelled with an O, not a U, right? It- Unless this is a foreign thing. I mean, it's probably spelled with an O, but yeah, the he is from what the UK. That's where Sean Lee's from, right? I don't fucking know. I think he's actually American, but I is think he? he lives in the UK. Oh, I I read one of the things I read about him said something about him living right in the UK, but he was yeah, he's American. He was born Sean Lee Mahan. He now lives in London. Well, but he was uh, born in uh, born in America. Uh, yep, he was born in Kansas. Well. Then I don't know because I thought percolators <laughs> had an O, not a U, but it does. Confirmed by the Google. <laughs> but anyway, track number eight. It's called per- Percolator. Percolator. Uh, it's got some some shakers and some some light belting starting it off. It's got some echoey low bongo or hand drum kind of sounds. There's a lot of very wavy guitars, mm-hmm. which are fucking cool. Yeah, the bass line again, fucking groovy as shit. Just kills it. Uh, this one, it seemed, it in my mind, it painted the scene of some like late night dreamy kind of romance scene, but not like a sex scene. <laughs> like yeah. I made it sound, <laughs> yes, yeah, just like kind of like falling in love or like seeing the the object of the protagonist's affections and just kind of like having this kind of dreamy quality to it. Yeah, like you're walking around. I don't know outside. Like maybe there's a palm tree or some candles or something. And you've set up like a blanket outside and you're both, you have a glass of wine. Maybe the guy has like one of those white button up shirts and it's like slightly unbuttoned at the top and the sleeves are rolled up and you're just like leading a girl in a dress over to the blanket or something. And you're like, look at what great times we're having on this (laughs) dreamy occasion. That's a very vivid. I like it. You know, it's, it's just, it happens. You, You see things in your head and you're like, yeah. Yeah, if you're creative. If you're like me, then you don't see anything. You just get vague ideas of things. Yeah, but vague ideas are super cool because they can go anywhere. I, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it. The only other thing I was going to add was that, that that bell, that triangle at the beginning, it yeah. ma- it makes me think that like a timer is going off. Like I yeah. heard it sometimes, and I would be like downstairs doing something, and even though we have an oven and a microwave that go beep, <laughs> it, it still made me think like oh is an egg timer going off or yeah so, something is calling my attention yeah but yeah other than that no qualms with this song it's cool yeah it's, it's a nice, I, nice little song that you can just kind of nod your head to yeah i would definitely be nodding my head to this next track as well oh well that's cool because it's called nod your head track number oh. nine <laughs> Oh, you know what? Then I'm not going to nod my head to it because Sean Lee or anybody else cannot tell me what to do. So, Oh, you fucking rebel, you. <laughs> Track number nine, Nod Your Head. It's kind of like a slow jam kind of rock deal. Uh, it's got some soft flute and some bass that are kind of introducing 
the first section towards the middle it progresses quite a bit and it to me it was like stepping out of some like chill jazzy club into the harsh sunlight for a moment like you realize you stayed out way too late you walk outside it's just fucking bright as shit and then the song kind of goes back to the darker sounds so maybe you're like man fuck it i'm going back in and just <laughs> spinning the rest of the day in there kind of a thing see i had a similar somewhat similar experience with this song uh in that the beginning of it made me think that like i was sitting in like a deep chair and uh almost like can you describe what a deep chair is okay so think about have you ever seen those old stereo commercials i don't remember what company it was yes but (laughs) that's so weird i saw that picture yesterday specifically the one where the dude's getting his his fucking like hair blown back yeah like i forget what the fucking company was but yeah i know what you're talking about yeah so like I'm sitting as far into a chair as that guy was sitting. Like I'm just super deep okay. in a chair. Just, just something bad yeah. posture. In like a smoker's jacket and I'm like sipping something. And that's that's the kind of slow jammy part of that song. And then whenever it picks up is like the floor kind of melted away and I'm being lifted upwards into space. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, what's happening? Whoa, I'm floating around up here, but it's cool. And then whenever it goes back, I just like sink back into my chair and I'm like, oh, I guess that was just my imagination. <laughs> just math, man. Uh, yeah, there's a guitar <laughs> solo in it towards the end that's pretty fucking neat. Uh, and then everything kind of gets quieter and then builds back up. It kind of like, it reminded me of a lot of like Pink Floyd stuff towards yeah. the end of the song, which is definitely a compliment. Yeah, for sure. I don't think anybody didn't take that as a compliment until you said something. About it. I mean, it's, it's, I guess, instinctual. Maybe just to me that if you're comparing some, I mean, we've talked about this before, yeah. but comparing artists kind of seems like you're taking away from them by saying, oh, well, it's not creative because I've heard something similar before. Kind of that thing. is very true. And uh, I, I don't like that stereotype, but it is definitely one. It's definitely one that that's in my mind that I try to try to branch out because, I mean, I, I literally just compared him to Pink Floyd in a good way. So... I don't fucking know. Maybe I, my brain just likes to be controversial and fight on both sides of whatever topic we're discussing. Yeah, but that's the best way to do it. You got to play devil's advocate all the time for yourself, <laughs> no matter what you're doing. So you're always arguing against yourself. Yeah, it sounds like a, a real fun time. Yeah, well, you know what's even more fun? The I hour, don't, please the, tell me. The hourglass <laughs> effect. <laughs> Oh, you mean track number 10? Yeah, and in fact, I do mean that because there, I don't think there's any effect called the hourglass effect that I know of, so I have to be talking about this track. It probably is. I probably should have looked into that. Anyways, the hourglass effect, maybe maybe you can Google that while I'm talking. But uh, it's got some horns and, and some vibraphone. He, he brings back some vibraphone. He has kind of scattered in, and we've mentioned before that we both fucking love vibraphone. Oh, yeah. Um, the there's like this dark boating bass and and drum section that comes in and then the rapper comes in because there's a fucking rapper it's a rap track uh i meant to credit the rapper let me look here it should have it. it's omega watts is the dude's rap alias nice uh but it's it's i don't know it's pretty just a cool fun chill rap song uh there's a trumpet throughout most of the song and it's kind of like weird how well the trumpet fits in the song. Like I don't, I can't really describe effectively how that trumpet made me feel, but it was like, it seemed like it was out of place or it seemed like it should have been out of place, but it wasn't. And the trumpet just like, it persisted in a way that I would, was not expecting, I guess. Yeah. I definitely appreciated the trumpet. It was a nice little like cherry on top. Cause I do like the song. The rap definitely caught me off guard. Yeah. whenever it started but it i mean it sounds super cool so and it's pretty cool as the lyrics like uh i don't know they they talk about wanting to go back in the past and like a re a race past i guess stuff that you have done in the past and right. the guy near the end starts talking about having actually gone to the past and he's going to erase it and like the music kind of gets super ominous as he's talking right. about that yeah, I kind of took that as, like, he, because, I don't know, it, it seemed, there were some hints that seemed to be, like, he was talking specifically about, like, a breakup or something, where it seemed like he was reflecting on mistakes that he made in the past, and 
by him saying that he's going back to the password, that he's fixing these things, it seemed like he's he's going to keep courage and energy going forward and try to not undo those mistakes because I mean, that's what he's literally saying is like, he's going to go back in time yeah. and, and do that thing, but more of like, just be better in the future and try to make amends maybe for things that he had done in the past so that they're on good terms with whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. So hourglass effect. I don't think that has anything to do with what the song is, but uh, the very first thing that pops up on Google or Bing, I guess, cause I'm using Bing. edge is uh, the hourglass lord. Yeah, I know. Seriously. It's, it's all about those Microsoft <laughs> points, though. Yeah. Uh, get so those free Amazon gift cards. Eventually, after like a year of intentionally searching <laughs> things at Bing. Uh, what is the hourglass effect? It is the essential roadmap to attracting, mentoring, and leveraging female talent in your organization for maximum competitive advantage to, and dynamic growth. I think I think that that might have some sort of bearing. I mean, like I said, I was getting some sort of like past romance vibes, where maybe he was using a chick for some sort of advantage, and then she found out that she was being used, and they they had a fight, and now he's like feeling bad about it and wanting to to fix that, perhaps. Well, you know, I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna shove it in there, even if it doesn't make sense to shove yeah, it in there. No, you know what, Sean Lee, like I'm sure he knows what he's talking about, so. Or I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. He could be just talking out of his ass. What'd you say the guy's name was? The the rapper? What's, what's uh, his? Omega Omega Watts. For some reason, I wanted to call him Omega Sword. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of Power Ranger villain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, a much shit. cooler name, I think, than Omega Watts. But Omega Watts school has got some resistance, right? Ohms, but oh. also Omega, but. Also megawatts and also watts. megawatts. Shit, also dude. watts. It's, it's multifaceted rapper name. I haven't heard anything else by him, but I'm sure he's he's done things. Seems I mean, like a cool guy. He's done at least one thing. So <laughs> at least one thing on an album that neither of us really listen to a lot. But you know, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, the next track is JW. Yeah. In case you were just wondering. Just just wondering. There. I don't. I don't know what JW is supposed to stand for. See, but. that's what I. I tried to find it, and maybe maybe it's oh. <laughs> maybe it's like a person's initials. Yeah, John I mean, Wilkes. There we go. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that like shot Abraham Lincoln or something? Yeah, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Why do I know that and you don't? I mean, maybe I, no, I, okay. I think what happens is that you know a lot of things but you're not confident enough to say them as if you know them. So you question, you pose them as questions <laughs> instead of just confidently stating, yes, that is the guy that shot Abraham Lincoln. Shit, dude, you figured out my fucking tools. <laughs> I I actually know everything and yeah. I just question it that way. I can play. You appear sides. humble. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's if I'm wrong, I can be like, ah, yeah, right. I must've been, I, I didn't know that. I already right. didn't know that. I, I never claimed to know that. I was yeah. just, I was asking because you should know that. And I don't. <laughs> because that sounded kind of familiar, but you know. <laughs> anyway, track number 11. John Wilkes. JW. John Wilkes. Not John Wilkes Booth, <laughs> just John Wilkes. John Wilkinson. Uh, it's got another like vibey, vibey, slow rock kind oh, of yeah. feel. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of nice guitar chords and melodies. Brings in some more of those flutes. There's kind of this mariachi thing going on with the guitar under a lot of the like building sections. Yeah. And the song really progresses a lot. It feels like this whole song is just like a journey in itself. The drummer gets some time to like flex a bit with some of the fills and, and these like mid sections that I really fucking love. Uh, there's a lot of like quick changes towards the end. And I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of like on the guitars, there's a lot of like classic Spanish guitar influence and then suddenly out of nowhere, the ending has this like kind of Renaissance era trumpeting that just comes out of nowhere and stops. Yeah. Like, so I do like this song, but I wish it ended or played out with the finger picked guitar part. Like I totally wish it ended with that, but I didn't write the song. So, you know, but that's, that's just my two cents. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's kind of like in... Um, fuck, what was the other song? There was one other song that had some sudden sound effect at the end that came out of nowhere, and then the song ended. I feel like... I, I don't want to say that he wrote them as specific scenes in his mind 
and that's when the scene changes to yeah. something else and then he just didn't continue into the next scene because it's supposed to be a song but it felt like maybe he left in a little bit of it on accident maybe i i don't know there's definitely a weird feeling where the song just like totally changes and then ends right after it changes so i understand your complaints yeah but you know what these are just some changing times so maybe he felt he needed to reflect that in his music i think he definitely did changing times track number 12 super swingy drums hell yeah dude uh and it's like it starts out kind of spacey almost yeah and then gets in to some super swingy drums and the fucking okay so so this is just the mission impossible theme it's just a guy going like bow 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 <laughs> Yeah, so it has like this this off-brand Mission Impossible bass riff. It's almost identical, but he changes up a couple of notes. But, yeah. but more importantly, than just the bass doing it. They're, like you said, there's a guy who's going bow, 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 bow. It's just so weird, and and it's I don't know. It's a very weird song. Yeah, I actually uh, laughed out loud when I first heard this. I was just like, yeah. what the fuck. Yeah, I, I actually like put that this this seems like it would either be used in a parody spy movie or in some other like comedy vein where the characters are sneaking around to add some like ironic humor and, and weight to something, but not playing it too seriously. Yeah. It's or like very the, funny. Or the characters that are sneaking around are doing this while they're sneaking around completely unaware right. that it's, they're it's getting like their position. Fucking Jack Black sneaking into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yep. Where it's just it's, it's it's funny, but he's also sneaking around, so there's there's kind yeah. of just like I don't know, some dissonance there uh, for comedic effect. Oh my god. But yeah, yeah pretty pretty cool song. I guess yeah. the, the, the half, like halfway through the song changes into this kind of weird chill section. It's really groovy. And then it goes right back into the mission impossible thing. So Hell I, don't yeah. know, I don't know where his mind was. I guess, I mean, it's changing times. Right. Yeah. So that, I don't know what the intention was necessarily, but I think he nailed whatever he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope this is exactly what he wanted because it was, it was at least enjoyable. Maybe if, even if you don't like the music, I feel like just hearing it for the first time, was yeah. an enjoyable experience for sure it's definitely not something that i would loop on, <laughs> on or, or put in heavy rotation on any playlist or anything but it's definitely uh it's interesting especially so, amidst this album yeah followed up quickly by bob bolsky <laughs> babolshi 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 it's babolshi yeah I think it's because you pronounce it, they pronounce it. It's Bobolsky, right? B-O-B-U-L-S-K-I. But I think that's just the Americanized pronunciation of it Uh-oh. because there's a weird chanting there, section. Uh, that, uh, the, the, someone chants one, two, three. Bobolsky is what it sounds like. Can you, can you not hear me? I couldn't for a second, but you're back now. I think it's on your end. Hopefully you're... What? Not. It doesn't matter. Bobolsky. It's, it's like, I think that's the Americanized... Uh, pronunciation of it because there's this kind of weird chanting uh, later in the song where someone goes one, two, three, baboshi, and then it goes back into the song. But yeah, there's like a lot of layered vocaling of like da 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 d da kind of deals going on there. I don't remember what the melody is, but uh, it's it's. It sounded like an Eastern European version of like or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some weird and some weird uh, vocal scatting, I guess, yeah. in, in some way. But uh, it also has some some like Western or like surfer kind of tone for the guitar, which is kind of cool. And I'm not really sure if I like the song as a song, but it has good rhythm and it's kind of easy to, to bob my head too. And it, I don't know, the, the part that I don't like is that I feel like I'm going insane while I'm listening to the song and that if the song were played on loop, it could be used as torture. Yeah, like for sure, because the way I put it in my notes is I feel like I don't have the proper musical knowledge to be able to describe what is happening <laughs> in this song. Yeah, it's very, very strange and kind of, I don't want to say annoying, but it's like... I could easily be driven insane if this was played on loop for an extended period of time. Yeah. But to this song's advantage, I feel like this ties into the whole experimental music uh, conversation that we were having. Not necessarily that this song itself is like super experimental, but right. he's not necessarily trying to go for something that you're going to be like humming along to snapping your fingers right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He just, he's creating something that's an interesting sound and, putting it out there for you to experience in this 
long format of this album. And it's definitely something that I, it gave me enjoyment while listening to this album. So, yeah. And if you want to hear more of our feelings on experimental music and, and labeling and stuff again, this past Wednesday, we just released kind of an abbreviated, uh, a cropped out section from our last episode where it's just us kind of, uh, off the cuff talking about how we feel. So it's, it's a much, much less structured conversation that happened last week. Uh, but I put it out by, by itself because I understand that not everyone's going to be listening to album reviews for albums that they don't give a shit about, but you might like the conversation. Yeah, maybe, or maybe you don't and you just want to come yell at us. So that's fine too. Yeah. We we could use the the company regardless of if it's good or bad company. <laughs> <laughs> bad company. <laughs> Track number fourteen, Mondo Mondo. <laughs> back at it. Uh, this one again kind of brings back the the mysterious sounds with the vibraphones and echoey room kind of effects. Uh, one of the melodies reminds me of another song by a band on our list. Uh, so maybe maybe we'll bring that in at some point soonish. Ooh. But. Uh, yeah, yeah the, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of just a, another. It's it's more of what you would expect from Sean Lee, I guess, at this point. Yeah, for me, this one gave me a very strong uh, mental video. I guess you could say mental mental play, mental act is uh, tell tell us all about it. So, like the slow tempo, the beating, like kick drum, kind of the the ominous keys that open it up, the humming. It kind of it's like a vignette of the end of somebody's life. Just like you're seeing the very end of somebody and they're just like laying there, not like they're going down in a blaze of glory or they're they're, but it's just like, they're kind of just laying there dying. On their deathbed. Yeah. And you're just like, this is the end. And whenever the song stops, the person's heartbeat stops. Oh my. Yeah. That's, very, that's what I got. Very dark for a song called Mondo Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe I was just tired the first time I listened to it. Yeah, or maybe I'm getting tired of talking about your stupid theories. Of maybe I'm songs. getting tired of your shit. <laughs> Track number fifteen, tired. Boom. Segways. We're 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 rusty. We're bringing yeah. it back. Yeah. We've had we had what two weeks without segways because we did the 2020 thing, and then we did the Fishman's thing. So yeah. give us some time, people. Give us some slack. Yeah. It's the new year. Our brains have been switched off. Those segues you know and love will be back, I promise. <laughs> we know you do love them because there's nothing else of merit in our, in our conversations. So I have to believe it's the segues. But tired, this one, like the title gets it dead on for me. Like yeah. I instantly get the vibes like I'm sitting in a big chair and I'm it's like a lazy day. A deep, a deep chair. Yeah, a very deep chair. But it's like it's like a love seat, I guess. And I'm laying sideways with like my butt in the cushion my legs are hanging over over the art like the arm and my head is laying against the other arm and there's like a window next to me it's it's yeah. essentially just like the house very that i grew daydreamy. up in yeah yeah it's it's very daydreamy yeah it's, it's kind of like it's hopeful sounding and it's kind of spacey a little bit and it's just like it doesn't really evoke I guess as vivid of an image, but I, I, I wrote that this is kind of what I would imagine the soundtrack to me, just staring off into space, lost in thought kind of a thing feels like. And then to, as the song goes on, it kind of slows down towards the end and it feels like you're dozing off or giving in to, to your tiredness. Dude, it gets super slow at the end. Like it, it, there's just like a four or five second period at the end where it's like, I thought he was just going to like keep slowing it, slowing it down. But, you know, maybe maybe that's for another album. Maybe maybe I'll make my own edit of this song where it just slows Do down forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> the song's going to be three hours long. <laughs> it keeps getting slower until there's like an hour between the last two notes. Hell yeah. That's, uh... that's, not, that's not music anymore. I think Adam Neely uh, did a video on what the slowest BPM a song could be. He did, but he also kind of did it in a tongue-in-cheek way because yeah. it's all music. He was talking about, uh, what was it? J- oh, fuck, I, can't I haven't seen the video, so I can't talk about its content, but I just saw that it existed. I'm not going to go into it, but you it's know It's a discussion for another yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. it. I watched it. series <laughs> of us discussing Adam, Adam Neely videos. videos and just <laughs> ripping off his content. 
hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Adam Neely seems like a really cool dude. He does. Watch Adam Neely, everybody, who's all two people who might watch this. <laughs> or listen. 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 Not watching. I don't We're know why. Yeah. Why do, why do I say watch? We we Even if you are on YouTube, we're not. We have Nobody's no watching. Nobody's watching <laughs> anything. I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Is my main source of consumption watching things? Yeah, I, mean, I listen to I listen to a lot of music and I'm not watching that's anything, but. But, we, but I guess like, I think that's maybe this is a discussion for man, Fuck it. We'll go into it a little bit. Um, I feel like listening to music is a much more passive experience. Yeah. Right. You, you can be doing something else while listening. Whereas if you're sitting down to watch something, you can't focus fully on that. I mean, I guess if you're watching some show that you've seen a million times, then sure. But for the most part, at least for me, maybe just because I'm bad at fucking multitasking, I cannot be watching something and doing something else at the same time. Otherwise, I'm focusing fully on one and shitting on the other. Yeah, I'm notorious for doing that. I will be like carrying a load of laundry and Alyssa will have like the TV on. And if I'll just like it can be a show I don't care about. I will stop mid stride and just stare at the TV (laughs) with a load of laundry in my hands. And she has to be like, hey, hey do what you were Focus. doing and then and then Focus. come back and watch this <laughs> uh track number 16 the final track uh, jawbreaker. on jawbreaker kind of goes back to that bossa nova feeling drum beat yeah in this one uh i fucking i uh, he uses the mouth harp yeah in, in this song jaw i can't harp. say i love jaw harp is that what the i, I, don't, I, I don't remember so, well the thing is maybe this is i i mean this for historical purposes uh, the first time I was introduced to such an instrument, I was very young. I was in church, and the person that that was telling me about it called a Jew's harp. Yeah, which I'm sure is offensive, and why it's no longer called a Jew's harp, but uh, <laughs> that's that's what it is in my mind. Yeah. So I, I wrote mouth harp because I wasn't sure what the official term is. I could have googled it, but I couldn't be fucked to do that. So it's got this this jaw harp kind of deal, which is just a very springy sounding instrument, and I can't say that I love it. I think that it's an instrument that should be used for accent instead of like the lead melody or the lead focus of a song. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's only the focus for like the first. Maybe yeah, that's fair. So it does cut out and gives the bass some space to groove, which is fucking cool. And then there's like this big orchestra kind of section that comes in and then it goes to like a guitar driven thing, much more like what you'd expect, but just like, I don't know the, the fucking, the mouth harp, the, the jaw harp thing just like rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It definitely like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. It's like like it's it's the thing that you'd see if like some wacky antics were going on in a desert scene or like in a cowboy scene or something in a cartoon. But it goes on for way too long. I feel it does go on for a very long time. Like I I, <laughs> I was I kind of thought the whole thing because I know it as the jaw heart because like like you I heard it's or I read its original name of the Jews harp or Jew harp or whatever and then i saw it i was just like okay i guess that's just what it's called and then (laughs) it's just side note before you finish the story sorry i googled it i googled jaw harp uh it came up with a wikipedia called jews harp yeah this is also known as jaw harp mouth harp guga (laughs) gwimbard combus trump ozark harp galician harp or merchunga (laughs) so that's fun people were just like jews harp nah dude you're fucking anything but that machunga Machunga. (laughs) guga oh fuck Uh, sorry i didn't mean i i I couldn't contain my laughter as i was reading it so i I don't want to like be laughing in the background of your story oh my god no it's fine because oh my god so i yeah i read it as jew harp originally because that's what they wrote that's what it was called and then i read it again like a year later and saw jaw harp and i was like wait am i just like secretly anti-semitic and i just right (laughs) but no it 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 was originally called jew harp subconsciously reading the a as an e but yeah it's it's very just weird sound like honestly there's people that practice and practice at it like i whenever i first started looking into it a while ago whenever i like discovered what it was 
I was like, there's got to be more to this because people seem to be fucking riled up on about, about the jaw harp. And no, it was just some dude playing like a springy ass, like boing, 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 boing. Like, yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Just I really shouldn't be doing this while we're recording, but I still have the the my Bing search up for it, and there's a video result. And the first video result is how to play the jaw harp, a beginner's tutorial. And this dude's wearing a mastodon shirt, so like, <laughs> there's a connection of like, yeah, we like mastodon, but also why is he teaching someone how to play a jaw harp when it's such a like a one note instrument, you know, one dimensional instrument? That is, I don't get it. Yeah. Fuck, how did this turn into a... Closing that tab. <laughs> I mean, the song's called Jawbreaker, yeah, so it makes sense that there's a jaw harp in it, but I don't know, kind of kind of annoys me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, my God, I'm not recovering from fucking Kuka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, yeah, what do you, what do you think of the, the full album? I guess we, we know mostly. Yeah, I, I do. I really like the full album. There's some spots on there that I pro- I don't think I would give, like listens repeat listens to or at least like listen to them on repeat as songs but definitely there's quite a few tracks on there that if i was trying to make like an atmospheric playlist i'm definitely like putting those on there yeah uh, i definitely don't think this is an overall solid album as a full body of work kind of a deal uh i think a a lot of the musics are good atmospheric backing music and some of the tracks like kiss the sky are just fucking fun to listen to and, and they're good songs. So it's, it's got some highs, it's got some lows, but overall it's, 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 it's a fun experience to, to listen through. Definitely. Yeah. At least listening through it once. Like I would recommend listening through it once at least like the right. whole thing, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Oh, cool. Uh, what are we doing next week, Joey? Next week we are listening to, I don't know, a little guy. You might've heard of him. Jacob Collier. Oh shit! Well, he's, you said that like I was definitely going to refer to it, but I have this guy is fucking amazing, and we're listening to his album from 2019, Jesse Volume Two. Okay, it is uh, part two of four. Uh, Jesse's Jesse Volume One, Two, and Three are out currently. Volume Two is the one we're listening to. I'm excited for Part Four, but. You know, we're listening to two next week, and I'm just freaking <laughs> out over here. This dude, Jacob Collier, is just super awesome. He's a super cool dude. At least seems like it. I, I've never met him. I'm never going to meet him. So you don't <laughs> but, know that. Uh, I, I think I can say with pretty high confidence that I am never going. If to he meet. if he gets curious, he listens to our podcast. Jacob, if you're listening to this right now, shoot us an email and make Joey's dreams come true. Honestly, though, he's like such a cool dude. Like, if there was somebody that would do that, I feel like it would be him. But See? That, that, mean, would, that means it's in the realm of possibility. He's just extremely musically talented. I, and not... I don't know. He, he works extremely hard to hone his craft. He is... Right. But he is also, like, his... He's just really good. He's just really smart. He's really good. And I, he's awesome. So cool. <laughs> Those are all great descriptors for our, our next week album, Jesse volume two, uh, spelled with a D at the beginning. Yeah, so yeah. it's D J E S S E for those that are going to be Google. I mean, I guess if you look for Jacob Collier, you'll probably find it because it seems to be his big thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. And yeah. It's so just... stay tuned for that. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know how you felt about this album. Uh, Voices and Choices by Sean Lee's Ping Pong Orchestra. Listen to our short abbreviated episode discussion about experimental music. Let us know if you want more of that kind of deal and we can make that happen because this is our show. So we can do whatever we want, whatever you guys want. You know, fucking we'll figure it out, man. Yeah, for real. Like if you all, I, you all like three people like, like <laughs> it, uh, definitely like that thing more than anything, let us know because we're going to keep fucking talking about albums. Like it's not going to stop. But if we hear that people like other discussions, we can do other things. I I think I prefer having those discussions. I mean, I enjoy discovering music. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it's more fun to have those less organized kind of just genuine conversations as opposed to, a somewhat, not that we script our shit, but like we we have an outline, right? We, we know, it's a very structured podcast where we go through every song individually kind of a deal. 
Yeah. So if other sure. people, if you guys want to listen to more of the not that stuff, then let us know. Uh, we're all over social media and stuff. Just search Feedback Loop Podcast. Uh, and until you do so, I hope you stay on the feedback loop. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.